those of you who are new with us, we've been in a series, today's week two, of uh, a series that we've called Kiss Me. And so we've been going through the book of Song. This is a crazy, awesome name for a book. The Song of Songs. And so we're, we're going through the book of Psalms, chapter by chapter. We're picking out some verses in each of the chapters, highlighting them and talking through them about what the Word of God says to us about sex, intimacy, marriage. And so if you were here last week, you got to a little taste of it. Today's week two. And, and what we're looking at is basically this book was written from the perspective of a married couple. And they're looking at each other and they're like, OMG, oh my goodness, this life is so amazing. You're, this, this marriage thing we have is so amazing. It's so godlike. How did we get here? And so they look back at the book, and they look back at their lives of married and, they, and they, their marriage life, and they're trying to pick out. And so this is what's going on in this book is they're, they're identifying different things about their life together that, that they say contributed to this godlike relationship that they have. Like, if God was here, and he was walking on this earth, like, you emulate that. You look like that. And that's what we're sharing. This is amazing. Unbelievable. So, that's what we're doing. And, and, um, and so, our keepers is the very, like, where did, where did, you know, kiss me. Where'd you get that from? It's from a verse in the Bible. Chapter 1, verse 2 of Song of Songs. And it's going to come up on the big screen behind me. And and I uh, just want to read it to you guys. It says, let him why don't we all read it together with, with great Doral Vineyard enthusiasm? Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For your love is better than life. And so this week, what we're focusing on primarily is preparation for marriage. So if you're here today and you're like, I want to get married someday. I want to get married someday. This message is targeted specifically for you. Now, if you're here today and you're like, well, I've been there, done that, wore the t-shirt, I'm good. Um, this message is for you as well. We're going to be sharing some biblical truths today that you can also apply in your life, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're single again, it applies. But we're targeting, focusing on folks who are getting ready for marriage. And so I thought today, well, well actually, let me tell you what's going on next week. Oh, my goodness. Next week, we're going to talk about great sex godly great sex so this is not a service you want to invite your grandma to but if she insists on coming have her sit like on one side of the church and you sit on the other side you just keep looking forward just don't look at me just look straight at the speaker don't look at me at all okay so next week that's what we're going to talk about great godly sex and so we're looking forward to that i'm looking forward to that excited and so i thought as we look at chapter two of song of songs that it would be beneficial and helpful for us to hear a little bit of my story of how i ended up getting married and i thought what better person to help me talk about how i ended up in this spot of marriage this amazing marriage that i have than my better half to come and share with you all today and so uh, today's a historic day at the Doral Vineyard, I want to invite my bride to come up for the very first time to share with my Hello, everyone. Hello. This is dangerous. The pastor's wife has a microphone. Oh, boy. 
Well, we're just going to be sharing our story today with you guys, and I thought I'd start out by just maybe having you guys guess about how Avi and I met. So I'm going to give you guys three choices and have you guys raise your hand if that's the one you think how we met. So the first one is, did Pastor Avi and I meet through social media? I don't know if anybody remembers MySpace. Yeah, we, got right. a hand, we got a hand over here. Okay, you got a couple of hands. Okay, did we meet at a club? Well, we met social media, like, we're, we're talking about MySpace, Facebook, Tinder. Like, how did we meet? How did we hook up? Well, we got one hand that thinks we met on social media. eHarmony, how many things we met? Match.com. No. Okay, 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 okay. All I got right. two, I got two Okay, hands. we met at a club. Any, any hands for that? Club? Okay, I got one, I got two, I got two hands. And All right. So, how about were we high school sweethearts? Anybody for Thanks that? For high school sweethearts, Fisher. I got oh, one, I got yeah. two hands right there. Three hands, four hands. All right. Well, it's actually none of the above. Oh. We tricked yep. you guys. Yes. So, we're going to be sharing our story today. You want to okay, start so, it off? Yeah. So, the way we met, we actually met at church. Yeah. yeah it's a good way. Good place to meet. I can, I can vouch for that. It's a great place to meet someone. Um, and so, uh, so we met at church. We actually met a long time ago, many, many, many years ago, um, on, a, on a Christmas time. It was a Christmas, like, it, it was in New York. We were from New York. And so we met it at a Christmas Sunday service. And so what ha had happened was that I was on uh, college breaks, uh, winter break. Marie was on winter break. She was at Penn State in Pennsylvania going to school. And I was in Oklahoma. Uh, going to school, and so uh, we kind of came to service, and my sister actually was like, Abdi, there's somebody I want you to meet. And I was like, okay. And she's like, no, 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 there's somebody I want you to meet. And I'm like, that's weird, because every time I meet your friends, I ask them out, and we go out, and then we break up and they stop being your friend. And so you really want me to meet your friend? And she's like, yeah, there's some, look, you know, you went to Spain to study abroad and she's gonna go to Spain this summer. And so why don't you take her out to Starbucks and, and like talk to her about Spain and what she could be expecting. And I'm like, okay, so she's telling me where to go. She's telling me what to say. I'm like, are you gonna give me the money for us too? I mean, this is great. I, I'm okay, you know? And so she, she's like, yeah, 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 they're sitting over here. So they were sitting, I still remember, the second row, like where Tony and Lucy and Peter and Monkey are, that second row in the middle of the, and she goes over and she introduces me to the Hurado family, dad and mom and the sisters, and, and, then, and this is Marie. And I'm like, oh yeah, nice to meet you. And my sister is like, and I'm like, oh, 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 so you're, you're going to Spain. Yeah, I'm going to Spain. I'm like, so I've been to Spain. You know, why don't, why don't we get together? I can, I can kind of help you out with what to expect. And she's like, okay, I'm like, let me have your number. So she gives me her phone number, you know. And so on Monday, I call the number. And when I call, um, I get this, hello, this is State Farm, like this automated. I'm like, what the heck? What's going on here? So I call. I thought I had the wrong call again. Same thing, State Farm. Like, what is going on? I'm like, I don't understand. So I was like, maybe there's something here I'm missing. I'm not seeing it. So I decided to show up to State Farm, wherever this was. I found out the address and I show up. And now I'm in New York and it's winter time. And so I'm there with like my winter like 
super big jacket, and I, I, I'm from the inner city of New York, in, in, in the city, and so not New York City, but in the inner city, so I look a little, you know, I, and my best friend was with me, who's a 6'4 African-American guy, we're in our winter garb, so I'm um, hoodie, you know, just imagine, we walk in, and Marie is actually at the receptionist at State Farm. And so she lifts her head and she looks, she's like, who are these guys? Like, they're gonna rob me? What, what's going on? And, and I take off my head, she's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I, I was like, I don't know what happened. I, I called this number you gave me and I ended up thinking this must be, I was confused. And she's like, I can't talk to you here. I, I'm like, you can't? She, I'm like, my mind, why did you give me your number if you can't talk to me here? But she's like, here's the number to my house. I, Yes, that's what I wanted. So they give me the number of the house, and I call her, and and, uh, and we meet at Starbucks. She meets, she drives, I drive, and we start, to, we hit it off. We hit it off at Starbucks, and we had a great time talking. And I'm like, so what are you doing? You know, we're on Christmas. I'm on Christmas break. She's on Christmas. What? What do you? You know, you what, you got any plans? She's like, no, I really, you know, a lot of my friends are are, are away, and I don't really have any. I'm like, well, why don't we hang out? Okay, so we keep hanging out. So we're in the winter. This was like winter storm, like, not winter wonderland, like winter storm, like snow all over the place. We would go to different coffee shops. And um, and so we would, we would talk and just talk and talk and talk. And, and it was great. It was awesome. I remember one time, you remember this? Um, one time we went to a coffee shop and we stayed we were there for hours. And when we came out, our car was like, like, like drowned in snow. Like I, I literally had to get go back in and ask him for a broom and like dig out my car because there was so much snow and it was like and we're going out on this thing and having hours of, of, of conversations and it was great. So needless to say, we hit it off really well for being out in blizzard conditions, right? Um, we had a great time during those three weeks and then I actually ended up going to Spain. He had given me some contacts in Spain and. I had such a great time. I actually didn't want to come back. I wanted to stay in Spain, but I would call him. We kept in touch, and we would talk, and I would talk his ear off about what an awesome time I was having. Um, then I came back home for the summer, and I had I had an internship lined up in Pennsylvania, so it was in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, nothing else to do. We ended up talking almost every night, so we continued the conversation, and all of a sudden, towards the end of the summer, Aldi drops off the radar completely. Okay, so before we go drop off the radar, I I got I, 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 I to talk to you. Guys. You can do that. That's okay. I love that. Uh, so, uh, as we're hanging out, you know, I'm calling the house, right? And I'm, I'm calling and I'm, I'm talking, asking for Marie, dad, sometimes for dad, things like that. And so, one of those conversations, I'm like, hey, you know, you have an amazing daughter. And he's like, Oh, thank you, thank you, you know. And I'm like, and they've been here before, they'll, they'll come again this year, I'm sure. And they're great. And so I'm like, uh, um, so listen, how would you feel if I started a romantic relationship with her? And he was like, no, 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 that's okay. He's like, she's in school, and I want her to finish school. And I'm like, why did I? Ask. You know, I put the mic down. I'm like, well, why did I, who asked these days? Why did I even ask that question? And I'm like thinking, I'm like, do you know? Actually, I said, do you know that I want to be a pastor? And he's like, yeah, no, no, she's in school. I want to stay. I'm like, I'm a good guy. But okay, okay, fine. Uh, okay. So. By the way, I never knew about this conversation until years later. Okay, I, I never knew about it. So, but before we continue the story, I think it's important to say um, what happened to me freshman year. So when we met, I was already in my last year of, of college. 
And um, my freshman year, I, I grew up in a very strict Latin home. And at the time, I wasn't so thankful for that, and now I am. Um, but I was looking forward to getting away from my, my house in New York and starting a new total life of freedom in Pennsylvania and a huge college campus. And so I was looking forward to that. Um, but with that freedom, there's danger, right? Because you could either make good choices or bad choices. So I started making some bad choices my freshman year to the point where the spring semester, I went through a really bad breakup with uh, a guy that I had met like the first semester and I was just heartbroken. Uh, there's a kind of like a stereotype that when you go away to college and you live on campus, you gain like 15 pounds. Well, I lost half of that like during that two week time period that I was just so depressed. And I literally had like a come to Jesus moment. And I had, I realized that I knew Jesus as my savior, but I didn't really know him as Lord. And I had given him my, my heart. I had believed in what he had done for me, the sacrifice he made on the cross. I responded to an altar call when I was 14 years old, but I didn't know him as Lord. And there, there was a lot of areas I wasn't submitting to him, especially the romantic relationship area. And so I found myself in this just horrible heartbreak, and I called a, a, you actually a mentor of mine when I was young and like in my teens and she was still around and um, she ended up dying of cancer later but I called her and we ended up praying and I rededicated my life to Christ and during that season I said God this area of my life is yours because I don't know I don't want to go through this again you pick the guy you have for me because I'm not doing a very good job in this area and you know I realized I didn't want to date just like the, the common culture dates without a purpose. Oh, you know, you could break up, whatever. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to do that. I didn't. I didn't want to go through that. So I prayed, God, I, and I prayed. And I was 19 years old when I had this come to Jesus moment. And I prayed all the time until I got married. God, if this person is not for me, take them out of my life. And he actually answered that prayer a little too well. <laughs> I didn't get married till 10 years after that. But. Um, I, you know, I, I made him Lord. Um, I made him Lord of my life. And so the, that brings us to the first point. Jesus is Savior and Lord. He's Savior and Lord. Yeah, and so, you know, as we're telling our story, I want you to know we are absolutely going through chapter two of Song of Songs. I mean, we're telling you our story, but the reason why we're telling you our story, the reason why we even came up and said we, we want to do this, is because chapter two is all about how do you prepare for marriage? And so we felt like sharing our story can kind of, maybe some of us here, you know, we live in Miami, we weren't living in Miami when we did this, so I think for a lot of people, we don't even think about a relationship is even like, to like, I didn't even know that was an option. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Like, I just thought I had to be like everybody else in my culture, the way everybody else, this is how my cousin did it. Uh, so this is just what you do. But what we want, the reason why we're sharing our story is because when we were reading through chapter two of Song of Songs, we were thinking, this is next level. This is totally next, this is like outside of the box. And what we did was outside of the box. And that's why we're sharing because we want to kind of expose you. Hey, there's another way to do this. You don't have to do this like everybody else does it. Because guess what? If you do it the way everybody else does it, how are you going to end up? The same way everybody else is. And how is everybody else? 
a hot mess. Is a good way to put it. Yes. And so, and so, yes, absolutely. Point number one, as you're preparing for marriage, is to make sure that Jesus is not only Savior of your life. You said yes to Jesus. Rescue me. Save me. Forgive me. But make him Lord. That means he's in charge. That means he's in control. And you guys, sometimes we have to do that every single day. Let me just say, sometimes we are so control freakish that we want to, all right, I'm done with that, but I just want to make sure that you understand this. And so as I, as we go back to our story, I drop off the radar. Um, what's going on in my mind? So I'm thinking, this girl's amazing, right? I'm having these conversations, and I'm like, wow, she's she's awesome. She's, she's so, like, great. I, I love spending time with her. And then she tells me, this is my last semester. I'm getting ready to graduate. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have like several options I'm thinking through. And I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so I'm like, well, she, I want her to hear from God. And I don't want to like manipulate or control or, or try to influence her. Like I, I'm thinking, you know, like my, I know what she's supposed to do, right? But I didn't want to like force it on her. So I'm like, okay, so you pray. And so I gave her a little bit of distance, and I was like, you seek from God. That's the whole drop the radar off the radar. He just didn't even tell me that's what he was doing, by right. the way. Right. He just dropped off the radar. I know that now, but yes. I know in case you don't know, like, make sure you explain if you try to do something. Well, I didn't. And so I just gave her that space. And the whole time I'm praying, I'm, the whole time I'm away, I'm praying, God, speak to her. She's amazing. Speak to her. I actually felt like chapter 2, verse uh, verse. 14 in the Song of Songs, it says, you are like a dove, talking about her. You're like a dove that hides in the crevice of a rock. Let me see your lovely face and hear your enchanting voice. Verse 14. I couldn't wait to see her. And so this this time of, of awayness happens. It's the fall semester in December. A whole year later, we're about to converge again. Christmas break, my Christmas break, we're about to, I hadn't seen her in a year, we had talked, but I hadn't seen her in a year, and so I'm about to, we're about to converge again, and in my mind, I'm praying, and asking God, all right, the time is coming, like, I'm waiting for the drum roll, what's gonna, so I'm waiting for the conversation to happen, so we get back, and I'm like, I call her, as soon as I get, I'm in town, I'm like, hey, are you in town, yeah, I'm in town, I'm like, all right, well, can we, can we meet up, in my mind, I'm thinking, I need to know, but I'm just trying to be nice, can we, do you have time to meet up, and, and I actually was surprised to hear from him because when he dropped off the radar, I just started to pray through and move on with my life and what I had decided. And actually, that was the semester where 9-11 happened, which for a lot of people just really, it just impacted them a lot. And I prayed and I just felt the Lord um, wanted me to stay in State College. I was really involved with uh, college students and we were just praying for God to just touch the campus. and. I wanted to be a part of that, and and I that's, that was my decision. So I asked her. I asked her. I, I said, sorry to interrupt. I was like, hey, so so so, do you have time? Yeah, let's meet up. But actually, I don't have that much time. I have like maybe like a couple hours because I'm actually going to Panama. Marie was born and raised in Panama, and so she's like, this is my graduation gift. My dad's giving me for you know finishing school. So I'm actually going with my dad to Panama. So I have like maybe a couple hours, and I'm like. Hours. Great, I'll take it. So, and she's like, well, I'm actually going to the mall with my sisters and my mom. Uh, if you want, you can come. And I'm like thinking, uh, yeah, I need to know what's going on. So, yes, I'll be there. And so we got into this Volvo. It's like a four-passenger. And they're like five. And then with me, it's like six. And I'm like, how many Latins can you fit in this car? I don't know. But we're going to make it. So we're like 45 minutes 
to the mall, we get to the mall, we get out, and she's like shopping, and I'm like in the, you know, the hallway, like stores on either side, and I'm like waiting for my moment to ask the question, and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And so finally a moment comes, she, her sisters go, mom goes, and, and she has this moment. I'm like, do, 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 do. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to be awkward. You know, so, did you get a chance to pray about what you're going to do? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, so what are you going to do? And she says what she just said. I'm staying in state college. And, uh, the Lord, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for a revival in this university. And, and I feel like God wants me to be here. And I'm like, oh. Devastated. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting. God, will you let me know what happened? And so we lost touch. We lost touch for years. Six years we lost touch. After that, a lot of space. And so we lost touch for about six years. And then we got reconnected, which I would love to tell you the whole, whole, whole thing, which is awesome and juicy and everything. But we don't have time. We would be, you guys would be happy. We would have popcorn. And we would have been spending time together and talking together. Okay, so but but so we get back reconnected, right? We get we get reconnected and um and and I don't know where I'm going, babe. Jump in. Okay, so right, so point number one is Jesus is Savior and Lord. Point number two uh, is pursue purity. We get reconnected, we started this relationship, right? And so um, God was giving us the invitation to pursue purity. And I just want to say whether you're in a relationship, a marriage, or you're in a, you know, trying to figure this out, or you're not. I want to, all of this applies as a married man. This applies to all of us to pursue purity. We yes. need to go for purity. The Bible says that the blessed are the what? The pure in heart, for they will what? See God. For they will see God. And so that that's. One thing is you're preparing for marriage. We want to, to invite you to, per, to pursue purity. In Song of Songs chapter 2, there's a verse that says, Catch the foxes, the little foxes, before they ruin our vineyard in bloom. And so what we decided to do as, as, as a couple now, we're, we're trying to discover are we supposed to be together or finally in the same city for more than just a week. And we're like actually having a, a, a relationship. So we knew what the line was, right? Sex before marriage, we wanted to honor God, was not honoring to God. That's, we didn't want to cross that line. So we knew that was the line. But we didn't want to get as close to the line as most of our friends were trying to do. Get as close as you can. And oop, we had a slip up. I'm so sorry. So that was not our goal. Our goal was to stay as far from that line as possible. And so what we did is we we, we decided to talk about what are some things that we can do to keep ourselves far away from that line. So, And I know that it first starts with me with kissing. And I bet you it starts with most of us. With kissing, you start with kissing, you start down that slippery slope. And so we had a few things that we talked about that we weren't gonna do. First of all, is we were gonna invite our family members and our friends, good friends, into our relationship. We wanted them to know what are we talking about? What are our boundaries? What are our dreams? Parents, her parents, my parents, my good friends, my her good friends, we wanted them to know. The next thing is, um, we, we decided we wanted to keep four feet on the floor at all times. We said, we're going to do this. Keep four feet, because if your feet are on the ground and my feet, once you put your feet on my lap, it's over for me. So let's keep the four feet on the ground at all times. And the next thing we thought is we want to keep everything buttoned up and zipped up. We're not going to unzip and unbutton anything right here. As long as possible, everything buttoned up and zipped up. That was our, uh, that's what we talked about. And then the last thing is we said we're going to avoid swapping spit. We are not 
gonna swap spit for you, because that is the way that yeah. opens the door to her. For I know my, I've, let me just say, I had failed many a time before. I learned through some heartache. I learned through some pain. I learned through some some failures. And I knew that this one I wanted to keep. I wanted to do this one time and make it right forever. And I didn't want to mess it up. And so I thought, you know, there'll be plenty of time once we get married to do all that you know, spit swapping. But until then, let's, uh, let, let's, let, let's try to keep this as honoring as possible. And so, um, so... Number one is what? Number one is make Jesus Savior and what? Help me out. Lord. Lord. Number two is to pursue what? Pursue purity. purity. Number three, and this is our, our last point, is that there is beauty in waiting. There's beauty in waiting. And even as Avi was talking about the boundaries that we had, one of the boundaries that he had was he didn't actually tell me I love you until the day we got engaged. Um, and for me, like, I, I was, as we were dating, I'm like, what is he going to tell me? He keeps saying, I like you. I'm like, that's nice, honey, you know? <laughs> but he actually wanted those words to mean something, to have weight. And, and he chose to, not, to deliver those words on our engagement night. Yeah. And so the third point is there's beauty in waiting. I, I'm glad we did things the way we did. Um, a long time passed from the time we met until we got married. I think it was about, oh my goodness, eight or nine years, yeah. something like that. Um, kind of like lost touch, like Abby said, we don't have time to go into it. But, you know, I stayed a long time in Pennsylvania. I stayed like 10 years there. I graduated from college and I started my career. And during that time, you know, I kept praying that prayer that I was telling you guys about. So there were love interests, but it wouldn't pan out because God would just show me or take them out of my life. And I started to get frustrated because I'm in a college town. I'm in my 20s. There's plenty of bachelors out there. In case you don't know, like Penn State is a party town. It's a there huge are, school. I, I don't know what's the ratio of like guy to girl, but it's way out. It's it's hot. It's hot. So it was a big campus and just a big college town. And, and I remember thinking, God, why haven't I met someone? I'm trying to do things right by you. I knew I wanted to wait for that special someone. I didn't want to settle. And so in not wanting to settle, there were seasons of like, God, what are you doing? You know. Um, and I tell you that, I just feel like the Lord was hiding me in, in those years. I, I really feel like he hid me and protected me. Um, and, you know, I, I learned a lot. I learned how to actually have godly relationships with, with, with guys. I learned how to be a sister to them. And, and we were, uh, they learned how to be brother, brother to me. And I learned how to treat them as brothers, which I think is, you know, important when you're single. Like, how do you engage with the opposite sex without having always having to lead to something you know just just be friends um, and, and I remember going to just skipping back a few years I remember going to Argentina uh, my very, uh, very first mission trip when I was about I don't know 20 years old before I even met him and while on that trip I got a prophetic word about specific about my family and it gave me a lot of hope but I had to wait a long time for that to be fulfilled. But I remember through the years, I would always go back to that. Like, there's somebody for me, there's somebody for me, and I, would, I hang on to that, that word. And I can honestly say that because of waiting and waiting on the right one, I'm living that, that, that prophecy that was 
spoken over me. Awesome. That's good. And so yeah, that's good, right? That's awesome. Um, and and I just want to say too, like again, if you're preparing for marriage, there is beauty in waiting. If you're married, if you're single again, there is there's a time this week. This is where we put it in. This week, the Lord was showing me to wait, and I'm like, I, 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 I want, I, I want to, and God said, No, I want you to wait. I want you to wait. So even till now, there is beauty in waiting. When we wait on God's time, and we don't force it. For me, when I was 16 years old, I made a list of, I was the guy that made the list of all the characters, qualities that I wanted, and some not so character qualities. I made a list of everything that I want. I was looking for in a girl. What I wanted to marry, what, what the kind of girl I wanted to marry. So I made a list. And some of them were character qualities, some of them were superficial qualities, and some of them I didn't even put them on because I thought, Abdi, you'll be, you'll never find anybody like that. You'll be way too nitpicky. Like, you'll never find it. Just like keep it general, you know, so at least you can, in the ballpark, you know, more, more or less in the, in, in, the, in the vicinity. And so I made a list, and I'll pray over this list. It was in my Bible. So whenever I read the Bible, I pull it out and I would pray over this list. God, I know you want a girl that's gonna, that is God fearing, that she loves you more than she loves yeah. me. That she's gonna love to pray. She's gonna believe in me. She's gonna yeah. champion the dreams that that you placed inside of me, and I'm gonna champion the dreams that you placed inside of her. We're gonna be a, a dynamic duo, and you know, just this list. And so, um, and so, uh, you know, through a series of failures and events, and we're not gonna go into all of that, but we will at some point. I think it'll be helpful. But through, I, I, it came. I was like, whoa, wait, Marie. She's everything on this list. And even the ones that he want to put on there because I thought I was being too picky. She's everything. Oh, I, what? I can't believe it. And, and, and so I, I, I remember that the Lord gave me this passage of scripture as I was getting that moment. And it was Ephesians 3.20. And it says, Now to him was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask, hope, dream, or imagine. And from then on, my wife, Marie, became my Ephesians 3.20 gift. She's above everything I could ever ask for. She's everything that I, everything, literally, I was asking for things. She was even above the list. Above, I mean, can you get that? But there was beauty, and I was 16. I got married, and I was 32. So I waited a while. I prayed a lot. I prayed a lot for her. But that's what God had for us, okay? And so the, the verse in Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, it says, the winter is over. And it's, it's, it's poetic. So the winter is over. This waiting, this preparation time is over. The rains have stopped. The heartache, the pain, the disappointment, the rejection has stopped. Verse 12, in the countryside, the flowers are in bloom. It's about to be spring. I don't know if you guys know. I remember when I was on campus, when I was a student, we knew when it was springtime. It was just something in the air. Relationships just started to happen. And so the time is, this is the time for singing. The song of doves, I called her a dove earlier. The song of doves is heard in the fields. 